The reading is taken from Luke chapter 9, verses 28 to 36. The Transfiguration. About eight days after Jesus said this, he took Peter, John, and James with him and went up onto a mountain to pray. As he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. Two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor, talking with Jesus. They spoke about his departure, which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. Peter and his companions were very sleepy, but when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As the men were leaving Jesus, Peter said to him, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what he was saying. While he was speaking, a cloud appeared and covered them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. A voice came from the cloud saying, This is my son, whom I have chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, they found that Jesus was alone. The disciples kept this to themselves and did not tell anyone at that time what they had seen. This is the word of the Lord. Lovely. Well, you may have gathered from that reading why the quiz was on um, all about mountains earlier on, because um, Jesus was on this mountain when this extraordinary moment happened. We call it the transfiguration of Jesus, where, where he is suddenly seen in a completely different light. There was something about Jesus that had always been there, but now was suddenly revealed. And um, I don't know if any of the young people here might know, and I think we've might got a picture coming up. Um, does anybody know what that is? A transformer, yeah, yeah. Um, and I've actually got three little ones here. Um, so if, if there are any, any bodies in the building who wants to have a go, because the amazing thing about transformers is that that turns into this, Callum. Yes, it turns into that. I mean, that's, to me, the most extraordinary thing at all. Um, Okay, I've got three little transformers here that I don't know how to transform, but I'm really hoping that Everton, Everton will know. <laughs> I mean, honestly, we are, we're all young at heart, aren't we, love? Oh, yeah, go on. Actually, for, for the family that are here, if only you were here last week, because we had Tim playing charades up here. It was a really sight to behold. Anyway, this is a bit more um, civil. There's still one more Transformer here, and I think we also have another picture as well. So this guy, I have no idea who this guy is. Maybe you do. And he, looking rather fierce, changes and transforms into a car. And it looks quite fast, doesn't it? But... All of the components are there all the time, but suddenly something happens to it to transform it. Anyway, back to Jesus and this story. This moment 
where Jesus was caught up in. And it's as though the limitations of his humanity fell away. And the essence of the kingdom of heaven was revealed in him. There was something about the coming of the past. Moses and Elijah were talking with him, representing the law and the prophets. Those two people whose writings would have influenced Jesus so much. The impact of Jesus arriving in the present and then the future, what Jesus was to fulfill and endure in the coming days, weeks, months ahead. And it was as though at this moment, the curtain between the present time and eternity was drawn back. We can hear in Luke's account him struggling to describe the indescribable, the appearance of Jesus' face changing clothes becoming like a flash of lightning, whatever that looks like. Something glorious, splendid. And then, of course, the voice of God coming. So the transformation revealed something about Jesus that had always been true about him, but not always perceived. Something that is so mysterious and complex, difficult to understand, yet somehow the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of earth were caught up in Jesus, perfectly formed within him. And God himself saying, this is my son whom I have chosen, listen to him. In other Gospels and in, um, in other writings, the words say, this is my son whom I love. Listen to him. So it's no wonder then that this narrative is weighted with Jewish history. And I was particularly struck by some thoughts that I read, that this revelation of Jesus has a kind of photographic negative within the crucifixion. And that was, of course, the topic of conversation that Jesus had with Moses and Elijah. So here we have Jesus elevated on a mountain. What was to come was that he would be elevated on a cross. Here he is surrounded by supernatural light. What was to come was a supernatural darkness. Here, his garments are shining. To come, his garments would be stripped from him. Here, God affirms Jesus. At the crucifixion, Jesus cries out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Here, God declares that Jesus is his son. Listen to him. At the crucifixion, a pagan soldier declares, surely this must be the Son of God. Here there is reverence, there just mockery. Here there is glory, there there is shame. Here a private epiphany, there a public spectacle. The depths and the height of the life of Jesus. 
And so for us, we may not experience quite these highs and lows. The curtain into eternity may be kept closed from our sight. But in all the complexities of our own life, we are invited to explore and discover God's kingdom where transformations can happen, to explore what we might become when we do this life with God. As we invite Jesus into our present, it shines a different light onto our past. And we, as we listen out for the voice of Jesus today, we may discover and be surprised about what we can become in the future. So we too have a hope in it and a part in eternity, that there is a future for us beyond the present that we experience, beyond what we see today, and that we are being both called and challenged to listen to him, to learn from him, to be with him. The voice of God saying 2,000 years ago stretches down through the ages to us today. This is my son whom I have chosen. Listen to him. And so that's our prayer for Oliver, for Penny and for Harriet. That they would have minds that are open to explore this kingdom of heaven. To look beyond the present and discover what Jesus is saying to them. I wonder what Jesus may be saying to us today as individuals, as a church. I wonder how we might listen for his voice. I wonder what transformation might be going on for us. What is in store for us?